Hello, welcome to this episode of the Life, Health, and Career, in parentheses, in that order, the podcast where you get the behind the scenes look at the real life transformations that happen when high achieving female healthcare professionals decide they are not willing to sacrifice their own well being for their careers. I'm Britt Steckel. I'm your host. I'm a critical care nurse practitioner, a yoga teacher, lifestyle and career transitions coach. And over the past few years, I've created this fully booked out coaching practice that includes um, a ton of one on one clients, group programs, retreats, some virtual products and more and now podcast which is exciting in each of these episodes i'm going to be sharing my favorite tips plus all of the real life examples the lessons the life hacks all of the mindset shifts etc that my actual clients are using and working through to create their best life so if you are a female healthcare professional who is ready for peace and balance stay tuned to gain insight and support for your own journey towards becoming burnout proof and creating the life of your dreams so during this episode i'm going to be sharing my top tips for your post shift time now as i'm sure you will agree that is a very vulnerable <laughs> part of the healthcare workers day is like that time right after a shift. You're usually like so hopped up on like either adrenaline or just exhaustion. Like you haven't really checked in with your own body in a while. Um, we always like joke about like, oh my God, I don't think I peed today. But like that is a sign of like your body is just begging for attention and you have found a way to quiet it down, numb it, don't listen. If you've taken any courses with me, we will have talked about that idea of interoception, that our body's ability, or I'm sorry, our brain's ability to pay attention and notice and listen to our body. Um, you know, how there's like proprioception and the five senses and balance and all of those things. Interoception is just another one of those senses that our body has. And that's our brain's ability to listen to our physical body. And what happens during a shift is our attention is so outward focused. We are so focused on the patient and the task at hand that the only way that our brain can do that is to really shut off a lot of the intake and information coming in from our peripheral nervous system, from all of the different systems of our body. So the reason you can get away with not being for a long time is because your brain is just not listening to your body. And once you punch out or get to your car and like really kind of close that post shift kind of part of your day, a lot of times it takes a few minutes and sometimes some intentional work to kind of turn back on your brain's ability to listen to your body, if that makes sense. So obviously I have an entire program about this and I will only just be able to brush the surface, but this episode is going to be my top tips for stabilizing that post-shift time and then transitioning into your home life. So there's going to be a couple um, like tips and tricks of things you can do right when you get to your car or however you're getting home, um, kind of like before you go back into your, your home life. Um, I'll drop a link to the full program that covers this, but um, just know this is just like the tiniest snippet and probably like I think there's like three of the top tips that I would recommend based on client work over the years and my own life. There are some um, affirmations and meditation practices that you can do. Um, but yeah, I hope it helps and um, I hope that you can use this to have a really healthy post-shift time. Okay, so 
couple little updates first before we get started. So I've been liking to start this with a little bit of a personal update. And I will tell you, mine for this week is uh, seasonal affective depression, seasonal affective disorder, whatever it is called, has been hitting me and every single person that I talk to so hard lately. Um, like, and somehow it feels like more than other years. I don't know if just in the past few years, we've been really distracted by other things um, with COVID, obviously, and just like the chaos of our of our daily lives. But like, I feel like this year more than anything, I've heard more clients complaining about it, even like some of my mentors and really experiencing it myself is this like, wow, just gray, cloudy, meh has really been getting to me lately. And um, I would say like Thursday of this past week was like the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, I have seasonal affective disorder for certain. Um, I was home with my daughter all day. It was just like nasty outside. I had had some vague plans, but the the weather was so gross and it was like such a blizzard that it wasn't worth the risk of really like driving anywhere. And I could not think of what to do to entertain a 10 month old all day. And it just was like, ugh, I felt like a little bit trapped in my house and my life. And I don't generally feel like that. So it was like a little bit jarring. Um, so, you know, being a coach and a mentor and really having a career of helping people figure out what to do in times like this, I was like, oh my God, I need to pull out my own tools. What would I tell a client who was dealing with something similar? Um, and it's funny because, you know, I'm transitioning from, you know, into having a kid newly. I, that is something that's, you know, it really shakes up your life, obviously, as most mothers know. Um, but a lot of the things that have been my go-tos that I know can help boost my mood and get me out of a funk are really hard to have or do with a kid. And especially like when you're home with them and, you know, your partner's at work or you, you know, have a day where you're mostly in charge of childcare. So a lot of those things that I generally use, um, they were kind of like difficult to obtain that day for obvious reasons. Like some of the things that I know work for me, exercise, journaling, taking a bath, maybe watching some like trashy reality TV or stand up comedy. And all of those things, if you think about it, are kind of difficult to obtain um, when you're in charge of a 10 month old. So um, usually for exercise when I'm home with her, I can take these really long walks and we can go on adventures, but like it was an actual blizzard outside. So I was like, that's obviously not going to happen. Like journaling. Okay. Maybe when she takes a nap, but like the second the baby goes down for a nap, you think of all these other things like cleaning and, you know, going to pee and drink some water, eat some breakfast. There's like things to be done, drink some coffee. Um, or like, um, you know, taking a bath obviously like is not going to happen. And I don't really want to expose my daughter to stand up comedy at this point, um, soon, <laughs> but not quite yet. Um, and I just, I'm not usually one to like watch a lot of TV during the day. So I was like, Oh, all of those things I know usually help me feel good. Like getting a laugh or, you know, connecting with my body through exercise or just like relaxing in the bath or something. I like can't, do them right now. And so what did I do? I was like, okay, well, I feel super blah. Um, and I can't really access or get to some of my like known go-tos right now. So I need to kind of come up with a new plan. So during the actual like present moment of like the self-awareness of like, yeah, wow, I feel so down today. I feel kind of trapped in those blah like down moments of that day, I really just tried to rely on mindfulness and breath and present moment awareness with my daughter 
And if you're new to yoga or me or this world, like present moment awareness is just the ability to like stop and look around and pay attention, check in with your five senses, who's right in front of you, what is the task right in front of you, can you do just that and pay attention to it. And I know that sounds so weird and so basic, but that is really, um, if you had to boil down mindfulness, that's kind of what that is. Um, in practice. So I try to lean into that, you know, play on the ground, you know, really like if if she's who I'm with right now, I'm going to pay close attention to her. I did some gratitude journaling when she took a nap. It was like laughable. <laughs> I don't know. I I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to get my journal out, at least try to take an action towards um, feeling a little bit better. So doing a little bit of a brain dump of things I'm great, grateful for you know, try to eat some vegetables throughout the day, maybe have an extra coffee, drink some water, like those basic things that you're like, okay, I these might not get me feeling amazing, but they'll at least stabilize me until I can get to a time where I can actually take care of myself and kind of mindset work my way out of this funk. So then when my husband came home, I really, you know, he could take over for her for a little bit. And I leaned hard into, you know, a deeper gratitude journaling practice. And then I booked some flights to some warm weather. And I was just, I'm chuckling about this right now because I was just chatting with a client um, where we are really both struggling with this, like, you know, weather related. And we were talking about how helpful it is to even just book, like even the practice of booking the flights to warmer weather. Like I didn't even actually go anywhere. Um, It really helped just knowing that I have like a warm weather escape on the horizon was really helpful. So um, after that, I went to bed insanely early, like right after my baby, I went to bed. Um, and I didn't sleep the whole time. I got woken up for a couple different things, but, um, I just was like, you know what? I don't feel amazing right now. I'm not really like a late night exerciser. Um, and I was kind of spent. So I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. So then I got up really early to go to the gym the next day, which is not something I have done yet since she's been born. Um, like trying to go to the gym before she wakes up. Um, and I'm really glad I tried that because it felt a lot more accessible than I would think it would be. Um, kind of like if you asked me, like, do you want to get up at five and go to the gym? I'd be like, hell no. Um, but I tried it and I actually felt really, really good doing it. So I just decided I'm going to try something different, take an action, do whatever you need to do to shake up the energy as soon as possible. Like just decide you're not going to wallow in that funk um, is probably the best advice I can give you. So I was kind of chuckling because going to Planet Fitness at 6 a.m. is a very different place than it is the normal times that I go there. Um, It's extremely overstimulating, which I think actually helped me kind of get out of the funk. There's like the fluorescent lights and you're like chugging cold water and there's like music blasting that you haven't heard from college or haven't heard since college. There's like tons of these like super fit old people that I just find so highly motivating because I'm like, wow, you're here. Like, what excuse do I have? Like, I want to look like you and feel like you and have that much energy when I'm your age. So I'm going to if they're doing it, I know it's a good I'm on the good I'm I'm on, on the right path there. So between that and then like the very brisk frozen air on my way back to my car, I really kind of felt like a new person. So don't underestimate just trying something different than wallowing. Um, you know, wallow for a little bit, enjoy the little melancholy moment, but then, you know, try to get out of that because I promise you feeling better is worth trying something new. So then after that, I just kind of made sure I had plans with my mom and sisters and nieces and nephews for the next day. Um, And honestly, I can say I feel a lot better now. 
you know, not 100% until I get to Costa Rica and Miami that I have coming up. Um, I don't think I'll be totally there yet, but if I'm going to live somewhere cold, I think I'm doing okay. So just to kind of summarize that, when you have a funky day, it is really important to just not stay there. Do anything that you can to shake up that energy and hopefully you'll land on something better than feeling meh and just kind of like wallowing in self-pity. So if this scenario feels even remotely familiar to you, I highly recommend joining us for the next round of the Hack Your Happiness Challenge. It is going to be starting March 1st, which maybe I just need to do it this time of year every year because um, everyone I know is like, you. yes, I need something to shake me out of this funk. So the Hack Your Happiness Challenge is perfect for that. We did it in the fall and it was so fun and so transformative. Um, and I think it's the perfect thing to do this time of year. So we're going to run it again. Just a little synopsis. And there is a link in the um, show notes that you can get more details. But really what it focuses on is cycle syncing, learning about you know where in your menstrual cycle you are. And I promise you, you do not have to have your 28-day cycle or whatever to gain benefit from this. There is a an entire way to do it based on the moon. And actually one of our one of my clients is like an absolute moon expert. And I have the link to get on her um, email updates, you know, as part of the challenge. So you can learn about um, kind of like what part of the month you'll have more energy or less. We're going to talk about that, how to learn how to track your cycle so you know when you're feeling a little, you know, or where you can predict you're going to feel a little bit more meh or a little bit more energetic. We talk about the dose happiness chemicals, uh, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, and how to um, like flood your system with those on purpose intentionally so that you can feel the best you can. And then mixed in with my own kind of special daily assessment tool that um, really helps you make daily routines that are highly flexible and satisfying and um, doable. Um, One of the things that I have noticed is in healthcare, it is nearly impossible for you to have a consistent every single day daily routine. And I know a lot of people who are in the personal growth and development world are like, yeah, you got to do the same thing every morning, you know, like make it a non-negotiable and, you know, break decision fatigue by just doing the same thing every day. But when you have to leave for work at 4 a.m., or you work 14 hour day and then you have a day off or you're on call, that is not something that works for our lifestyle. Um, So this daily assessment tool that I have is a way for you to kind of check the box on, you know, a daily-ish routine that works for you, whether you have a high energy off work day or a low energy off work day or a low energy, I'm working a 13 hour shift today day, there is an option for you in this um, assessment. So Just want to invite you to that. It says a 10-day challenge, obviously, but we um, actually give ourselves two or three weeks to get those 10 days done um, because this is real life and I don't know. It's we just need to have a little bit more self-compassion. So the the time frame that you support is longer than 10 days, but there are 10 days within the challenge that I will want you to commit to. So everyone that participated last time was able to accomplish that. And I still get reports from people that they're using those tools, um, you know, months out. So hopefully you can join us. There are four group coaching calls. It's like a very easy way to get access to coaching with me for three weeks for like an insanely cheap price. Um, It's lifetime access to all of the recordings and videos. There's tons of extra bonuses, et cetera. And I will put a link in the show notes. Okay. Two more very quick updates, and then we will get on to our post shift tips and tricks. 
there so if you haven't heard already every year we go to costa rica we partner with Lacey, um megan of the empowered nurse program and it's epic it sells out every year it's at the end of april every year um and we already have 19 people signed up for this year um and originally me and Lacey were actually going to be bringing our families to this trip so we reserved some of the rooms extra for our families and we after a lot of um debate and discussion and just assessing our own capacities and bandwidth, we have decided to leave our families home so we can really focus on our clients while they're there and not be distracted by our beautiful, amazing children and husbands. Um, but that means that we're actually going to add a couple of rooms that were not previously available, which is really cool. So if you have been thinking about going, if you're one of the last minute ladies, um, check out the link in the show notes. This trip is amazing and I would love for you to join. This year is special. We are bringing Rachel, the breath nurse, with us. Um, to do breathwork practices specifically for nurses. And she's amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to get to know her. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, we do have a couple rooms left. Send me a DM if you want a discount link. Okay. I highly recommend you ask me for the discount link rather than just signing up because why wouldn't you want to save some money? Um, just so send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram or email me, um, Brittany at Britsteckle.com and I will get back to you. Okay. One last little piece. If you can't come to Costa Rica or if you want to go to Costa Rica and just want to hang out in warm weather for an extra two days, um, a couple days before Costa Rica, I'm actually going to be hosting our second, technically our third round of our Miami um, retreats. And that's going to be April 19th and 20th. So yeah, it's right before Costa Rica. If you want to just hang out in Miami for a couple days before you go to Costa Rica, or you can come for just Miami. Um, we keep it really small and intimate. It's very luxurious, very bougie. It's life-changing and the link is in the show notes. So, um, let me know if you're interested in that. We would love to have you join us. We just had our second one in January and it was so fun to just sit and spoil two clients and just make them feel just well taken care of. Like you just show up and everything's taken care of and you don't have to worry about anything. And it's super bougie and luxurious and just good food and great environment. The best massage of your life. I found the most beautiful spot ever there. And we would love for you to check it out with us. So the link for that is in the show notes. Um, and let's get started. So this is going to be my tips and tricks and some affirmations and a little bit of a meditation for you for right after you complete a shift. All right. Enjoy. This is our post shift mini session. So this is going to be a couple tips and tricks that I use with myself and with my clients that have been very successful in helping us transition from that, you know, coming out of our shift where it's like, could be chaotic. It could be sad. It could be um, a very challenging environment to work in. And then being expected to go home and interact with family or process our trauma alone. There's like so many possibilities for, um, for difficulties in that shift between post shift, you know, post day, post 12 hours in that environment into our home life. So one of the things that I think helps really, really well is picking somewhere along your journey, along your commute, where you're you're going to let yourself feel the feels of the day, whether it's sadness or excitement or like frazzled brain mayhem, whatever you need to do, whatever, however you feel naturally coming out of the shift to really let yourself 
feel like that for a little bit. If it's kind of chaotic, maybe listen to some crazy music for a minute, or if it's like sadness, maybe driving in, in silence for a few minutes, and then picking somewhere along your route, a tree, a turn, a store, something, some sort of feature along your path, and just say, you know what, when I get to this point in my journey home, I'm going to start transitioning into back into my normal self, into who I am outside of work. Okay, so we have that kind of point of emotional release as a specific location can be very, very helpful. And then if you listened to our pre-shift session, I asked you to choose like a very simple, maybe one word intention for your day. So maybe take a moment to kind of reflect and see, review if that intention kind of came true. If you were able to bring joy or presence to your day, if you were able to get some extra steps and if you were able to drink water at a, you know, consistent pace. Check in to see with um, that intention to see if that process worked of choosing something. And it's totally possible that you have not thought of that intention since you, you know, made it at the beginning of the shift. Also totally fine. We're going to do something similar of really setting an intention for our home life. Okay. So we're transitioning out of hospital life, out of the work version of ourself and moving into the version of ourselves that needs to exist to interact with our family, to get ourselves home safely and showered and getting into bed. Um, but let's pick another word like calm or present or receiving, allowing, healing, letting yourself be cared for. Okay. Maybe um, you do some sort of practice like a brain dump. If you're having, especially if you're having any issues with insomnia, because you're really ruminating on your shift, maybe do a brain dump where you just write free form in a journal, everything that's bothering you and look, and look at it and say to yourself, I promise to deal with this stuff tomorrow on my next day off when I'm more well-rested because kind of getting that stuff out of your head and onto paper where you're like, okay, I will not forget to deal with this later is a really loving, self-nurturing, kind act, because you might not have the energy to process that experience in your current state. And that's so fine. So maybe a little brain dump journaling session can be helpful. And then I also like to use this idea of a car sanctuary. This is one of the practices in my yoga, your way out of nurse burnout class, is to really turn your car if you drive to work or some, some sort of area, hopefully your car, into just a very comforting healing space immediately post-work. So whether you need to have some sort of lovely hand lotion or a bite of chocolate, some essential oils, maybe like a, a poem that means a lot to you, like print it out on a cute card, some sort of like, um, you could do like mantra card pull or some sort of, um, you know, there's like decks of cards with different things. You could pull yourself a card, something that you can do in the car, maybe a gratitude journal situation to kind of get yourself back out of that hospital mode and back into like self as a healing, you know, entity, a, a, your highest version of yourself. Okay. So let's just do a little five minute meditation. Um, this is based on a project I did last year where I asked over 2000 nurses, what phrases or what things would it be very helpful for for you to hear after a shift to help regulate your nervous system, to help calm you down. So this is actually a crowdsourced list from across from nurses across the country in my Facebook group that I then went and recorded. So I'm gonna just read these all to you. So 
let's check in with that deep diaphragmatic belly breath. So in through your nose, out through your nose, hands on your belly. Every inhale, think about expanding like you're inflating a balloon, dropping the diaphragm down. Every exhale, the belly button kind of pulls back towards your spine. The diaphragm goes up, pushing all of that air out. Big inhale, inflate the lower abdomen. And then on the exhale, see if you can release every drop of tension in your body. Inhale, fill it up, fill up the belly into your hands. And then exhale, melt, release tension anywhere you find it. And just listen to these words. These are words of encouragement from nurses all across the country. I did it. I survived. I'm home or in your car. I'm safe. I can relax now. I can exhale. I can release. I take this time now to notice and name my thoughts and my feelings about my shift. I honor my experience. I honor my emotions, my feelings. They are all 100% valid. And now that I've taken some time to feel and acknowledge these emotions, I'm ready to surrender them. The universe has my back. I can let go of all of my worries. Everything that needed to be done today has been done. I have given it my best shot. I trust my intuition. I trust my judgment calls. I am strong and capable. I am enough. I have enough. I did enough. I didn't forget anything. And if I did, someone will catch it. It's a 24-hour gig. I did my best today. I have learned, I will use this knowledge and experience to do even better tomorrow. I made a difference. I'm grateful for it all. It will make me a smarter and stronger nurse for tomorrow. I am blessed to be a blessing. Thank you to my coworkers. I am grateful for your support. Thank you to my patients, the humans I've been blessed to care for. They have made me a better person. May God bless them. May they find the healing they desire. May God bless me. May I find the healing that I desire. Tomorrow is a new day. Big inhale in through your nose. Longest, slowest, juiciest exhale of your life out. And then maybe flicker your eyes open, come back into your space. I hope that this practice has just made it a little bit easier to transition from hospital into home life. Don't forget that you are not your caregiving, right? I mentioned this in the pre-shift one. Caregiving is not an identity. It might be your calling, it might be your job, but it's not who you are. So let's spend some time thinking about how we want to show up when we come back into our regular life, into our house, 
into our non-hospital world. Pick your intention, commit to it, and then surrender. I hope you have a lovely evening. Please take care of yourself and we'll see you later. Okay, I hope that was helpful. I hope these tips and tricks really help you smooth the transition from hospital or healthcare environment to your home life. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I'll be sharing all of my best tips for recovering on your days off. If you may have missed it, there is an episode just before this one um, about how to set yourself up for the best shift possible um, with meditation and tips and tricks for pre-shift time. Um, so make sure you have that kind of saved as a favorite for before work and this one as a favorite for after work. And a couple tips, or I'm sorry, a couple reminders for you before we go. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that all of the new episodes will show up in your app as they are released. Check out the show notes for all the links. There is a link to my Facebook community, uh, my website, the weekly bliss planner that everybody loves, our wait list, our retreats, etc. And then it would be super helpful if you would leave a review of the podcast um, and then send the link to this to some of your healthcare besties, maybe share it on social media, maybe drop it in your work group chat, um, your old nursing school, college buddies. Um, I would love to get these resources out to as many people as possible. And then the last thing that will be in the show notes too is a wait list for our mastermind that's coming up. Um, we haven't done this in this form yet. I'm really, really excited. It's going to be six months. It's going to start in June. There is a landing page with all of the information and a wait list for you to um, get on for when the that opens to the public. Um, it's in the show notes. There's lots of details. It's going to be amazing. I am probably going to do an entire episode about it soon, but get on the wait list. It's the only way to get the early bird pricing, which is going to be significant. And um, it'll have a place for you to book a call if you have like questions to see if it's a right fit and just some of the sneak peeks and everything. There's absolutely no obligation um, to join or anything. Just to get on the wait list is just to get um, early access to information about when it's going to be opening. Um, but like I said, it's going to be at the end of the year starting in June and it will include a retreat, which is really exciting. So in closing, I'm just so happy that you're here. Thank you for listening to the Life, Health and Career podcast and I will see you in the next episode.